Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Wednesday, hump day. We've made it. Uh, we have an extended one hour version of Inside Sources today. Uh, so rather than the fastest 30 minutes in radio, uh, we're going to push it to 60 today. So stay with us all the way until uh, 1.30 today. And uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover, as always. Obviously, a lot going on in the news cycle. Uh, everything from the immigration issue to uh, debates tonight uh, and a host of things in between. So we're going to continue to uh, follow all the breaking news here on KSL News Radio. Uh, and just a, uh, a few... Uh, highlights of uh, where we're headed over the next hour so you can settle in. Uh, we're going to be joined uh, coming up here at uh, about 1248 by uh, David Drucker uh, from the Washington Examiner, a great political writer and reporter, uh, super journalist, uh, someone I got to know when I was back in Washington as a chief of staff and uh, someone who really gets the political scene. He's going to give us a preview of tonight's first uh, Democratic convention or Democratic candidate debate. And uh, so we'll have David Drucker joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll also do a, a sweep of the news and what's happening on the immigration front. The crisis at the border will be on that. Uh, but right now we're going to continue our uh, series on the candidates for Salt Lake City mayor. And I'm, I'm really excited to have Luz Escamilla on the line with us. Luz, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. Excited to be at your program. Thank you. Wonderful. We're gonna we're gonna plow right into it. Uh, I, I I have just a couple of questions I ask every candidate, uh, so we're gonna get right to those. Uh, and the first question is, as as you well know, you've been through a uh, a few campaigns, so you you know that this is not always fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it can be a little rough and tumble, and uh, a little bit of a pain here and there. Uh, so my my question is this: uh, knowing knowing that it is painful, knowing that there are a lot of challenges and uh, being very vulnerable and all of those things, um, what is it that's going that you hope to happen between now and November? Uh, what's the conversation? What's the dialogue? What's the difference uh, that will make all of this worthwhile for you and for your family, even if you get to November and you lose? Um, that's a great question, and it's, I think, at the core of why we're doing this. I, I have a beautiful family, and I've been in public service now for 11 years serving in the state legislature, so I absolutely understand and know the sacrifices and commitment and, you know, just what it takes to to run a campaign successfully, but I've also lost a congressional race, so I've been on, on both sides and been very blessed to have um, the west side of Salt Lake City, Senate District 1, um, you know, voted for me three times to be in the state legislature as their senator. So I, one, I think is Salt Lake City is at a crossroads. I think uh, the timing, it's perfect to unite Salt Lake City to bring big partnerships and collaborations with city council in the case of the mayor's office and also with 
you know, with state and and uh, other municipalities, I think we're heading in the right direction. And Salt Lake City, will all, as a capital city, uh, has its own values. It's a little bit different than other parts of the state. But I'm excited for for the future. I have children. I have little ones, and I have teenagers and and adults. So I, I mean, for me, is there's a value to uh, investing in my time and my you know my leadership and my commitment to making Salt Lake City better for all Salt Lake City residents and for our visitors. We have a lot of visitors that we welcome every day to the city. And we should be framing our conversation on sustainability as we continue to think about whether it's air quality, housing, uh, economic development, the arts. It has to be on the framework of sustainability and addressing the fact that as individuals and as humans, we have many needs. And we don't work in silos, and we should be able to come all together. And I think I'm the leader that can make that happen for Salt Lake City. Okay, wonderful. Um, so I want to ask you about the about the future. Uh, you mentioned your family. I think one of my favorite shots from your uh, campaign announcement were some of those little ones running around the uh, front of the podium, yes. which, which is just classic. I, I love that. Uh, yeah. But it, as as you know, campaigns always are about the future. It's not where you've been. It's not what you've done. It's not where you are. It's always about that vision uh, for the future. And you mentioned. Uh, I think two critical areas. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to drill down on those, and that is the the partnerships uh, components, because there's a lots of challenge to that, including the inland port. Uh, how do you approach the partnerships, and then uh, give us a, a little take in terms of the sustainability component to that as well? Absolutely. So you mentioned the future, and you're right. I think it's all about the future and where we move forward as Salt City. But I also believe that there is a, an there's an important component into leading. Um, you know, the vision of Salt Lake City and our values. And one of those is working collaboration with, with, like I mentioned, the city council in the case of the mayor, but also with the state and other municipalities. There's, I think there's been historically some tension and some dissonance between the state legislature, and I'm saying that as a member of that state legislature, and state government with the city. I'm, I think time, this is a great opportunity. You mentioned the Inland Port being one of them, where if we all come together, and, and, you know, we've, we align values and what it means for Salt Lake City. And, you know, there's obviously a lawsuit, which I've said we, we should continue moving forward with that lawsuit and hopefully get some, uh, some resolution from the courts. But if, if we're going to do anything in that area, that development needs to happen in cooperation and partnership. So the same when it comes to sustainability of affordable housing, we are on the forefront of that crisis because we are the capital city. We're the largest city in the state, and we are also a strong city mayor. So our structure puts the city mayor in a position of leadership and um, of a, being an administrator and really uh, managing this large corporation. And I think that's why that critical role of experience and being able to start on day one, ready and prepared to take over the city and be having those conversations now uh, when it comes to preparing ourselves for inland poor, for ho- affordable housing, for homelessness and air quality, because all of them will happen at a state. These are statewide issues. They're not only Salt Lake City issues. We obviously see more of the needs here, but we can be, uh, you know, setting uh, an example and being a, you know, best practices when it comes to those things in collaboration with our partners, which will be the state and, you know, other nonprofit organizations and the private sector. I mean, we're going to need infrastructure and taxpayers should not be only on the burden of, of Salt Lake City taxpayers. We should be able to partner and bring also investment uh, from the private sector as well. 
Okay, very good. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, Luz Escamilla on the line with us as part of our uh, focus on the mayor, uh, mayoral candidates uh, coming up here for November. And uh, Luz, we've got just about a minute left and uh, just uh, wanted to give you a one shot, uh, just a quick hit vision. It's a crowded field, obviously, in the mayor's race right now. It's early on. We're just getting into the summer months. Um, What is it that you hope people uh, know about you Uh, going into this race as we start cruising towards the fall. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the first time we're going to vote in August, so our primary is in August, and our message is a message of sustainability. I want people to know that I'm the most experienced candidate, both in the private sector and in the nonprofit sector and in the public sector. So I've been involved, you know, as an elected official in the state legislature for 11 years. I have a proven record of results. Bills have passed. I passed more than 50 bills. I've brought appropriation uh, requests and and have successfully got those things um, taken care of. So I'm a person that's a result-oriented leader, and I want people to know that too. To take the time to compare um, all the candidates and their experience and what they've done. I've worked in banking in the private sector for 13 years. I know what it takes for small businesses to succeed and the, the very difficult things they have to overcome. And I want to make sure Solid City is ready to be business friendly as well. Great. And then all the other nonprofit organizations I worked with, those were the first places I worked after I graduated from school. And those you know, there's this pieces that we need to address, the homelessness issue and some of the affordable housing, the youth and family programs that will require nonprofit partnerships. And I'm ready to tackle all of those issues. I'm, you know, I see myself as a generalist, but I obviously have areas of expertise, but I also know how to listen and work with others. And that's what I will be a bridge builder and bringing consensus um, as a group. And I, I know I'm ready to do that on day one, and I'm hoping people can Take the time to review all the different candidates and make sure they vote on August 13th. Fantastic. All right, Luz Escamilla, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you can go to LuzForMayor.com for more information. Uh, as that gets, uh, again, primary is in August. So, uh, Luz, great to have you on today. Good luck as you march forward. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. All right, very good. There's uh, Luz. When we come back, we'll be joined by David Drucker from the Washington Examiner doing a little preview of tonight's first round debate for the Democratic candidacy for president. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. We'll be right back.